Welcome to the Fatty Z Muskie Podcast. I'm Andy. Joined to uh, my right, Vance. What are you drawing over there? Notes. Notes? Mm. Okay. You're getting serious? Oh, yeah. That's nice. He's getting real serious over here. Notes. Uh, to my left, we have Ranger. And uh, he still has that raptor in his mouth. We have on the phone, we have Todd Young. Hi, Todd. Hello. We have uh, Tim, Tournament Director, PMTT, Captain Fantastic. <laughs> How you doing? Uh, doing all right. Uh, that Captain Fantastic was just dropped on me prior to the show, and I feel I had to throw it in there. I Thanks. probably won't say it again, yeah. but I needed to at least address it once. Don't tell me I can say something and then tell me not to. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so let's get through these plugs because we got Tim on the phone, and he has a lot of stuff that I don't know about. So uh, this podcast brought to you by Fatty Z Muskie Products, FattyZMuskie.com, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, check us out. We have the, the jerk baits, our Raptor lineup, the 6-inch, the 8-inch, the soft tail, the 10-inch, our glider, the stinger. We have, have three, uh, three sizes of our paddle tail swim bait, the 6-inch, the 8-inch, and the 10-inch. We also have rod holders. We set up a lot of boats this year and over the years. So if you have any questions... Feel free to message me. I will get back to you with an honest response, whether uh, I think our product is a good fit for you. So check them out, and I'm going to let Muddy Creek talk. Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, mcfishingguides.com. Give us a call. We will be fishing uh, Chautauqua Lake on Memorial Day weekend through the mid, mid-November, mid probably. Uh, Vance and I are ready, willing, and able to get you out there and get you on some fish. Give us a call. We'll get you booked in. If you know when you're coming, call sooner rather than later if you have like a week vacation because dates are booking up. Nice. St. Croix Rods, best rods on earth. If you're out in the market looking for some fishing rods, be sure to check out St. Croix. Chautauqua Lake Showdown, June 23rd. Uh, it's a tournament put on by Zach Baker and Muskie Zinc, Chapter 69. Uh, get a hold of Zach if you want to sign up for that. $35 for... Uh, non-members 25 for musky zinc members uh, there's a big fish pot it's five bucks if you want to get involved with that it's a one-day tournament uh, it's going to pack a punch check it out zach's doing a really nice job with all that stuff perfect musky zinc muskies inc now uh you guys probably heard us talk about this prior um really great organization check it out join be part of your local chapter they're helping uh fishermen in their in their regions where the where your local chapter is you're going to be getting money it's going to help you guys out uh in terms of the fishing helps the local fish uh like in pennsylvania's the fish commission helping them with the uh the minnows getting those fish bigger fatter better survival rate just really good for the for the local uh local fisheries so and new chapters are forming all the time we had zach baker on he talked about the about the two uh northern i'm gonna call them the northern the uh northern chapters that opened up in new york there and uh just just really good things you know i saw a bunch of pictures zach had uh like a handful of rod and reels you see on facebook Mm -hmm. uh those are some of the prizes given away to the kids that enter the tournament so it's you know you could sit there and be stagnant and you're going to have just that but if you get involved like zach is and some of the like the local stuff around here the penn jersey 
you know, really good things can happen, and it's only going to benefit you as the angler. So definitely check out your local chapters. Very nice. In uh, Vic Sports Center uh, in Kent, Ohio, uh, they sell a plethora of boats, StarCraft, Star Welds, and Ranger Boats, who is also a sponsor of this podcast. Uh, and Todd and I are still uh, waiting to get in ours. It's probably going to be a couple weeks, and uh, we'll be fishing out of them. We can't wait for that. So thank you to Vix, and thank you to Ranger Boats. All right. Now, Tim, it sounds like you're driving. Man, I'm on the road for a few hours. Oh, man. Let me... All right. We got some noise issues figured out. Tim. Yes, talk, sir. Hit up your plugs. <laughs> <laughs> Tim. Yes, sir. Can you hear me? I, I can now hear you. Uh, uh, that's good. <laughs> What's so funny, Vance? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just laughing at this whole thing, man. Okay, we plug it. Yeah, what's uh, hit up all your plugs? You know, sponsorships. What do you do? Let, let's hear about it. Uh, director of the PMTT Professional Muskie Tournament Trail. Been around. This is our 20th year now. Uh, our sponsors. We wouldn't exist without them, guys. You know that not only want the PMTT and tournament fishing to succeed, but also they want the sport of muskie fishing to grow. Folks like Ranger Boats, Mercury Marine, uh, Muskie Mayhem, Keys Outdoors, Muskie Hunter Magazine, you know, Chaos Tackle. We wouldn't we wouldn't exist without these folks today. They they like I said, they're not just looking for sales. They're looking to grow the sport with us, which is an awesome thing to have. And like I said, the PMTZ exists today. We're able to travel around. We've grown to from just a little tiny thing from years ago and a big part of it is because of our sponsors i'm ready to run through a wall right now <laughs> Vince, <literally. laughs> huh? i'm ready to go <laughs> nice <laughs> you should you should give that pump up you know like every, get, before get, get before that every that chicago bulls 90, 90 thing going. before every uh you know tournament like that it, that was a that was a nice segue into uh, the cave run tournament you're going to be doing because it just brought back memories of us all sitting in that room and you you up there talking and and getting everybody fired up for the tournament the next day so i'm i'm pretty jacked right now yeah you should have seen he shotgunned this thing of water i did yeah. <laughs> <laughs> talking about cave run it's hard to believe that's i mean the weather we're all having it's less than two weeks away i mean it, you know some of these areas it's you know, getting all this snow, I'm hoping they can get their rigs out just to make it yeah. to Cave Run, you know? Yeah. My God. For sure. Yeah. What's they're going to have to plow. They're going to have to call in a plow to get the boat out of the garage. Yeah, I know. It, it's happened before, you know, especially in the northern states. You know, yep. they get that. They, they just got, what, you know, anywhere from a foot to two foot through Minnesota and Wisconsin. And, man, it's just cold everywhere. I don't know if summer's ever going to come, but if it does, I hope it's on a weekend. Because right now it ain't working out. <laughs> Summer's yeah. forty-eight hours long. Yeah. yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> awesome. Nice. Uh, well, I, I wanted yeah. to. I, I forgot something in the plugs. Uh, last week we did uh, a little bait giveaway. We did have a winner on that, and the for for the people that did not know the song, we had many guests guesses on this. So uh, the song was called "Ghetto Cowboy." 
from Bone Thugs and Harmony. So, oh God, <laughs> that's a song. Yes, yes. But see, see, what we did last week was in the middle of our plugs, we stopped and we had a. Uh, guess the song lyrics and i made it so incredibly vague that it was extremely hard to google search so i just found the most buried line in the most obscure song yeah that was painful to listen to uh, yeah. to <laughs> somebody, somebody got it yeah oh we had more than one person guess the right answer yeah it's a song and it's a uh apparently a way of life if you watch <laughs> the video that i had to painfully watch very interesting so I want to at least hit that before we got too deep into there. Okay, so heading out from here, uh, Todd, do you have a spot you want to start? Because you and Tim kind of go have a have a history. Well, I th- I think it'd be cool to just start. I mean, this is this is twenty years, Tim. I mean, this is a big this is a big deal. Let's go. Oh back. yeah, I mean, you were I mean, there, Todd. You were there with us I, in the beginning when you I know we just yeah just uh you know when we had you know couple dozen teams only competing in a PMTT and you know now we're averaging over a hundred per tournament it's it's kind of crazy 20 years later but you know it's the growth of musky fishing as a whole the entire sport has grown so much I mean what do we got muskies in 38 states now I think you know something like that that. it's pretty close so it's just the sport in general and I I mean I, I think it's it's a good thing that I think we've contributed to that growth and excitement and and been a part of it i think it's been a win-win for you know everybody let's go way back like what like before before the pmtt existed what what got you going what what flamed you to say let's try this let's do it i mean it's a big it's a big thing to take on oh yeah you you, did you call me (laughs) flame something just now yeah i'm not sure (laughs) yeah right I'm going to let it slide. It's supposed yeah. to be Captain Fantastic, okay? Yeah, come yes. on, Todd. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, you know, it's kind of funny because as, you know, musky fishermen, some guys take it as this, you know, ultra secretive, reclusive, don't bother me, I want to be by myself type water. And other people, you know, they, they just want to get out there. And because the musky is the top of the food chain, you know, it's that competition thing. So as I progressed as a musky fisherman, and I used to go out and explore all over in Canada for weeks on end down, you know, fire roads looking for the next body of water and everything else like that, I started wanting to put myself on a level with other guys. And I, I started tournament fishing and doing the competitive fishing myself and, and actually was starting to do really good at it. And I just couldn't understand why somebody doesn't have a I – mean, a, a tournament circuit for muskies. There were a lot of individual tournaments. You know, Muskie Inks had a lot of them out there already. All the clubs had their own tournaments, which were, some of them were quite huge, had pretty good payouts too. And and then there were other, or you know, groups like Raleigh and Helens and that that had tournaments doing really good and, tur- you know, tourisms. And I just, and the more I fished them, the more I enjoyed them. And I couldn't understand why somebody didn't have a circuit. So, I sat down one, you know, fall and decided to put together this thing and come up with the PMTT as a as a means of having a tournament circuit out there for the musky guys, which in essence, I mean, it defeated my purpose then because I couldn't fish in the circuits that I wanted to fish in, but I <laughs> yeah. created this, you know, I created this for everybody else, so to speak. And and obviously it's, it's gone very well now, but my initial thought was to have a circuit for everybody 
you know, that I can compete in and I end up creating one for everybody else, I guess. That, you know, yeah. but no, yeah, no, it's awesome. Yeah. How did you get the word out early on? You didn't have Facebook and stuff back then. Yeah, that you're right. That I, that was one of our hardest, you know, 20 years ago, the, you barely had the internet, to be honest. I, I, I mean, I think that's why the first time I actually got a, a home computer and got on the internet was because of the PMTT. It was, you know, and it was difficult. You're right. Advertising, trying to get the word out. And I, I think that's why it grew so slow the first couple of years. And like I said, I, Todd, I'm glad you're here speaking with me because there weren't a yeah. lot of guys that first year that seen it. And, and, you know, like I said, we might have, you know, a couple dozen teams, you know, 50 guys at a tournament, 40 some guys. And, you know, when you're traveling around the country and trying to get this thing going and, you know, we were in Pennsylvania, we are in New York and, you know, Michigan and Kentucky our first year and trying to get the word out there. It was difficult the first couple of years. And to be honest, we went into the third year saying, man, if this ain't it, if it doesn't grow after, you know, going into the third year, we're done. We can't keep putting money into this thing. And, and the third year was like somebody flipped the switch. It just, boom, blew up. And everybody that was in it the first couple of years were kind of, you know, our voice and told everybody else to the areas that they went to and their, and their musking clubs and so on and so on. And it just blew up in the third year and it's never let up since. Did I? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you how, like, some, I, I couldn't even tell you who it was, but I mean, it's something we always talked about around here. Just like Tim had said, we're fishing little local Muskie Inc. chapter clubs and, uh, you know, tournaments and things like that. And uh, someone gave me a printout. I didn't have a computer. Someone gave me this piece of paper that showed this PMTT, and you guys had a couple lakes picked. It was like Lake St. Clair, Cave Run. Uh, Chippewa flowage, and we were like, "Well, that's pretty interesting." You know, this is really cool. Can't remember who gave us this paper, but somehow Dale Wiley and I got it. And then it was announced that the the fourth tournament was Chautauqua Lake. And you know, I drove to Dale's house and was like, "Dale, did you did you hear this?" Like, I'm I'm getting this information from a friend of mine somewhere that has a computer because i don't have one and uh <laughs> when chautauqua lake popped up we we're like we're doing this you know we are we're going to give this a shot i've always wanted to go to wisconsin and fish the chippewa flowage but i was never going to do it without the pmtt and it gave us an excuse to give it a shot and uh and google wasn't even around back then or established well for the internet oh yeah no, no. way no way and no. you know it's funny toddy you said that because to this day, 20 years later, that's the number one thing that the anglers tell us. Yeah, they're trying to compete for money. They're trying to weigh themselves against other anglers. But it forces them to go fish new waters that they've never fished before. And we get that every year still. They're like, hey, Tim, we wouldn't make this trip to here. Or we wouldn't make this yes. trip to there. And, and like you just got done saying, it was the perfect yep. example. You heard about the Chippewa Floach. We all did legendary yes. water forever and you know are you going to go from you know pennsylvania all the way to northern wisconsin just to no but the pmtt made you go there yes mm -hmm. i was never going to hook up my boat and leave where i live and where i fish i can go to canada it's a couple couple hours north from me i can go all over up there i was never going to hook up the boat and go to leech lake or cast yeah. lake or yeah. uh all the all the lakes out there that that that, that we were at the chip the Minocqua chain, you know, uh, all it, everywhere you have out there. I was never going to do it. 
you might think about it, but why would I go on a 22-hour ride without something else involved? And that's what it got us to do. It got us to explore, and uh, it, it was it, it, it was great times. Those those four years that we did it, the whole trail. I mean, I had a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, it, you know what PMPC is about. I, <laughs> I still remember everybody back then. I, you know, it was like because it was almost it was so small in those first growing years that we were mm -hmm. a little like family. I mean, it was everybody it was. knew everybody, and now it's so big. Unfortunately, I can't pot. I mean, I'm dealing with hundreds and hundreds of anglers that I I've got guys that have fished more than you guys did, Todd, and I remember you yeah. guys better now, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's just <laughs> yeah. how, I mean. Just because of the beginning, yep. Yeah, yeah, it was great. So where was the first tournament? And, Tim, did were you able to fish in it? No, never. Do you, to this day, never. Yeah. yeah, first one ever was the Chippewa Flowage. It was the Chippewa Flowage in northern Wisconsin. That was the first PMTT ever. And, I don't know uh, if it was sponsorships or what, but you guys gave a guaranteed payout on that one. Yeah, we had uh, – yep. that's the only, the only reason we, do, we did that first year there is mm -hmm. we were working with, with the, uh, the area up there. So they asked us to come and guaranteed us $10,000. So I said, you nice. know what? Let's just give that back to the anglers. Let's just to help kick this thing in the butt and get this thing going. Let's just guarantee that first place. And that's what we did. Yep. We uh, we gave it back to the anglers. So we we weren't making money, <laughs> but <laughs> we had a great time. <laughs> Do you remember anything specific from where? I mean, you your nerves were probably shot prior to to that first tournament. I mean, do you remember that day? Do you remember the lead up to that? Were you like, "Is this even going to work? What What the hell am I doing out here?" Uh, you know, you you always described it perfectly. Oh yeah, a lot of it was still, you know, pr primitive. I mean, you know, we weren't even. There were so many. You know, we you kind of had to build it off of what was existing already, and it was basically like we talked about musking tournaments or area chamber of commerce trying to draw people in and stuff. So. There were so many things we weren't sure were going to work. I mean, you know, back then you didn't have the digital cameras or anything. So you had to drive your muskie to a judge boat. We had to put judge boats on, you know, mark them around the lake and hand everybody a map and say, okay, when you catch one, here's where you got to go. You got to take it to this guy. And are they going to be able to find that judge? I don't know. They can't. I mean, cell phones okay, 20 years ago? I mean... Yeah, there was a lot of that. You wondered if it was going to work, and and man, oh man, if it did, I mean, we fell on the right side of everything. We we rarely hit an issue. If there was a, a like I said, a snag or a hold up or something, we were on the right side of it. It always it always seemed like it worked. I I, I can't parlay that into a lotto ticket or anything else in my life, but <laughs> with with the PMTT, it always seemed to work, no matter. what what we did so we're blessed and lucky at the same time i guess yeah we did have an extremely interesting first tournament year there on lake st Clair. oh uh, man oh <laughs> man did we ever oh my lord yeah bad yeah. storms if you're familiar with lake st Clair, those storms come up in i don't know what 20 minutes a half an hour yeah. only you don't even get a warning you can't even get in and yeah even pre-fishing we had those typical six foot seven foot waves and yeah Boats. one of our ang anglers got swamped 
yeah. swamped and sick. Yeah. That, yeah, and the Coast Guard was out there and everything. Mm-hmm. And the, the worst part about it is the, the very next day, beautiful, 85 degrees out, and that, a storm mm-hmm. rolled up, and that exact same angler had engine problems, and he was being towed in right in this storm, the huge waves, and just about the time he was going to be pulled into the break wall, the rope broke, and he <laughs> went flying down the shore again, and they called the Coast Guard again, and he landed like within a hundred yards of the last spot he was the day before. And oh yeah, it was brutal. Okay, they I, had thirty guys out there trying to keep his boat off the break wall, and and oh man, it was crazy, crazy weather. Holy cow, Todd, yeah. you remember that? I kind of forgot about that. I <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, I, I I remember that one. And I think yeah. I I think I know the individual you're speaking of because. Part of the PMTT, you get all these anglers under one roof, and of course there's fishing stories and all this stuff. That St. Clair tournament, I remember those those stories and, and the way that this guy told a story essentially for the listeners. He swamped his boat on day one. So essentially sank it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then yeah. he goes out and he does it again. The next day, because <laughs> what, what what's better than doing it once? He told is doing it twice. He to, he told told me. That story, and it was like, it it made me sick almost hearing about it because he's like, I'm on the I'm on the line with these coast guards, and they're just like, Godspeed, brother. We cannot <laughs> yeah. we cannot get to you right now. <laughs> Start saying your prayers. It's hard for me to say no to someone if they ask, Hey, can I borrow your scissors? And I feel like, ah, oh, jeez, yeah. hey, I'm I might die. Hey. Here's the salute, man. Yeah, well, I mean, it was it, it was crazy. Where are you? We can't get in there. Because yep. he you was were too he, close to shore. He was too close to shore, and his motor it killed the motor because the sand on the bottom in the in between the troughs. Okay. His the, his lower unit went into it and just killed the motor. He couldn't start it up again. It was incredible. Oh yeah, I remember. It was Ed. I remember the guy was Ed Hagerson. And, yeah. <laughs> I remember there was like six guys, seven guys on the pier on one of the docks going out, and about another six or seven, you know, on the shore on the break wall because they were trying to hold the boat off the break wall mm-hmm. and. And not get pulled in because the the waves were so big that when the you know you got in between and the swells the boat would almost bottom out into the bottom like you were saying mm-hmm. it would hit into the bottom of the lake and then you were trying not <laughs> to get pulled off the pier and oh my lord and you know it only lasted like twenty minutes which is oh. felt like two hours when you're hanging but, out yeah. on a rope. <laughs> Thank God the oh, internet and whatnot wasn't around back then because those individuals that helped might have just been bystanders filming it on their phone instead of. World star, him. yeah. Instead of yeah. Him, hey, him. you want to hear something funny too? Ed Hagerson. In, yeah, in twenty years of doing the PMTT, we've only got two anglers that have fished every single tournament we've ever had, and Ed's one of them. Wow, he's, wow. he's never missed. He's never missed the qualifier in all of our twenty. Him and John Stevenson, they're the only two guys, and John Stevenson's got to be our oldest tournament he's i don't know what john is 75 78 probably i mean they're the only two that have never missed a pmtt qualifier ever wow in 20 years yeah crazy that's impressive that's like essentially four three or four tournaments over 20 years that's that's awesome yeah yeah you know as tim was saying that first year there was most of those tournaments had 40, 50 boats in them. You know, you had your 20 tournament teams and you had some locals picking them up. 
second year went a little bit bigger and as it as uh tim just mentioned there that third year it was like full bore uh yeah 2001 that was yeah yep that was the year oh yeah. all of a sudden the next full thing you know, fields, yeah everything yeah it was cool and it's, it, it sort of stayed that way now now you used to have four qualifiers yep and an invitational now we're down to three what was uh it Any was because of the bad that economic or? years. That's really what it was. When we got the feedback from everybody, um, you know, we do the surveys occasionally every yep. few years, and and they were just the guys were hurting. You know, the the, mm. the 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 amount of entries coming in were down. Everybody was hurting. You're you're losing your home. You're not getting into a fishing tournament. You know, yes. it's yeah. And so yep. the, that the the basically helped the PMTT survive. I mean, there were a lot of tournaments going away back then. I mean, some of the biggest, I mean, the PWT, the in-fisherman walleye circuit went away. I mean, you're yeah. talking about some major tournaments that went away during those poor economic times. And and so we were literally hanging on, you know, like everybody else. And so that was the best thing we could have done is dropped it down to three and it helped us make it through it also. And yeah kind of kept it that way and we've talked about it we you know now that we're up and running and everything's good again and fields are good that we talked about bumping it back to four we're gonna just play it by ear right now you know with everything else going on and how we're progressing with a few other things we're gonna see how it goes and we might go back to four but yeah. it's not not in the next year or two we just we're gonna be trying some other things right now so I mean, I, I know it's a huge responsibility for you. It's a huge responsibility as the fisherman to sign up for all those tournaments, you know, especially you're going to these lakes you've never fished. I mean, when I started doing the PMTT, I had to sa sacrifice some of my Canadian trips. I used to go to Canada three, four weeks a year, and I didn't have time to do that because I was going to, you know, Leech Lake. So I'm not going to go there for three days. I was taking a week and going here, but you know, it's, it's a big thing getting your vacations lined up and, uh, you know, it, it, it's a big commitment to try to do, uh, the whole trail. Uh, but man, it was a lot of fun d d times that I would never, ne never look back on. I mean, th those were some of the best times in my life going out there and, uh, fishing some of those new waters and competing, with guys from around on their home waters and and whatnot it was it, it was a lot of fun yeah and you know todd you're right the commitment level to to be able to you know in january say hey here's where i'm going this year and here's my four know, weeks here's my four yeah, weeks. yeah. not everybody yeah. i still work you know we still have stuff some of the guys <laughs> yeah. can do it but i mean i can't just say okay i'm just gonna take these four for weeks and i still want to do some other things but uh you know, the guys that do it, you give them a lot of credit, and it, it's a lot of fun. So, you, you, Tim, you brought up that there's some other things in the works. Is there stuff you can talk about? Why? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, yeah with, us, with us being our 20th year, um, we're having a special uh, one-time mega tournament, our 20th anniversary, so to speak, tournament. It's something we've never done before at this level because it's a three-day event. So it's big entries, big money payouts. It's going to be in September, the third weekend, 14th, 15th, and 16th on Lake Vermilion in northern Minnesota. And first place prize package is $50,000 cash. 
for the winner of this event. And it's a three-day event. So the normal PMTTs, it's just two days. This one, because of it, it's going to be a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday event. It's limited to, in, to the first 100 anglers. And I know it's only mid-April. Um, it's almost filled already. Uh, we're over three-quarters of the way already. So it's, wow. it's nice. doing very well. And so the premises of this one, which makes it a little bit better, a little more unique, is for the first full two days, you have to catch and register a muskie. Just one to go to the third day. All your points will carry over, and it will still be the best of all three days. But it's a little bit of an elimination process. We're not taking the top certain amount of anglers or however it is. If you register a muskie in day one or day two, you go on to the third day to compete, and it'll be a total of all three days. So, so that's kind of neat. So if I catch the only muskie, I can go into day three and just kind of sit in my boat till the time expires? <laughs> Yeah, and you're and you're gonna win first place through like twelve, so you're gonna get like one hundred and twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> okay, I shouldn't have said anything. Is there gonna be a size? Uh, yeah. It, yeah, we size limit we, on the fish up there. Yeah, because because of us running the whole catch photo and release the digital format system mm -hmm. now for a few years, that we just we run with every lake that we go to thirty inches is the minimum size on up, no matter where we go, Cape Run, okay. Wisconsin, Minnesota, all lakes. We're running with that now. Just, you know, we used to do different, you know, size limits, Todd, as you were well aware of, yes. in, in yeah. different locations. We're Now that we just do the catch photo and release, we're not breaking any laws no matter where we go. So you are just, boom, that's what it is, 30 inches and above. It's going to be 30 inches, yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And you yeah, mentioned... But, but at Vermilion... Yeah, I, I've caught way more <laughs> in my lifetime over 40 inches than under 40 inches. It's it's definitely big fish waters. That's neat. And you mentioned you, you started doing the catch photo release thing. And yep. essentially what that is in these tournaments is you bag the fish, uh, you measure the fish, you get a picture of the fish on the bump board, a picture of the fish uh, held by the angler, and then a clean release. Uh, and, and that's what... That's what you guys are doing now. They, they give you a little digital uh, camera card, and you turn that in at the end of the day. You guys could pr explain how you used to do it. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, you, you said people had to drive stuff. I know that Todd brought a live well onto his boat and things like that, and you, you eventually exp <laughs> expanded yeah. into having multiple judge boats. Yeah, we uh, in the old days, that's what it was because of the lack of technology we would set up and do, you know, certain places. Sometimes they were a checkpoint would be maybe even a pier, a resort or something. And then we would dot judge boats around the lakes and hand everybody a map and say, here's where you got to go register your muskie when you catch one to make it as quick as possible, so to speak. You know, put it in the live well, drive it over, have it witness, release that. So in, in trying to create better conservation, safety of the fish and everything, and as the times got better with cell phones and everything, we would then have the judges go to the angler. So then you would just net the fish. As soon as they ate your net, you'd call a judge, let them know where you're at, and the judges would then run to you while you're getting the hooks out and everything else. So hopefully, by the time you're ready with that fish, the judge is already pulling up to you to minimize you know, the fish handling, the whole process waiting, and, and minimize your time waiting to start fishing again. And as the technology just progressed, 
it just seemed like the next stepping stone uh, was to just verify the fish through, you know, being able to zoom in, you know, you're down to sixteenths of an inch is not a problem with today's technology and the cameras. So that's the way we do it now. So now when you catch it, virtually you could be fishing and besides the angler right around you also um, seeing you catch that fish, nobody else knows. So if you get on a hot bite or a hot pattern, a lot of times with the radio to keep telling the, hey, I need a judge over here. The other folks could say, wow, they keep calling one, so to speak, uh, up on this shore. Man, that's shallow weeds. We should go move <laughs> to shallow weeds. Maybe they might not necessarily radio chase and go to that spot but you could pick up on the areas and you could say wow that's the third fish these guys got out in deep water or something and wow we need to move out or move in or so now you're not you know you could have helped other anglers out before and now you know that you're on your own because unless there's another boat right by you that's a, a really nice thing and i've seen boats catch two three four fish in one spot because of this, you know, the catch, photo, and release now. With them being able to just photograph their own fish. And so we give them dots. I give everybody a, a bunch of different colored dots. And then I tell them in the morning what color to put on the bump board. So when you catch a fish that day, we'll see those colored dots on there. And that helped verify also. Plus with the polygraph test, too, that we do that. You know, and that's just... We don't have issues. I believe most of these anglers are all honest guys. They're all great, but it's more peace of mind than anything else for every other angler out there. Like Todd mentioned before, you're traveling from, we have guys coming from about 15 different states in Canada throughout the year. So it's really nice just to let everybody have peace of mind when they're out there competing. You put that kind of time in, that kind of effort, that kind of financial effort, you know, you want everybody to have peace of mind during these tournaments. Yeah, I can tell you, you know, Vance and I did a couple since we since since you went to the the new digital thing. And uh, I had some of my friends say, man, aren't you afraid someone could do this? Someone could do this. And I said, honestly, I, not in a, I, I do not. I would I wouldn't compete if I thought in the least that I thought there was a way that somebody was doing something. Right. Uh, Why would you waste your legal. time or money? I mean, I right. feel totally confident in what's happening, you know. There, there's a, you know, it just, I, I think it's working great. I like the new method, you know. You know, we had that happen. Everybody has it's done tournaments. You know, you, you call and you're fishing by yourself. And once you call a second time, it's all of a sudden, where's, how come there's three boats here? Uh, <laughs> that, that happened. I mean, it happened to us. You know, uh, th th this makes it really nice. And uh, not in a million years do I think there's somebody doing anything shady or anything uh total confidence in the system yeah and it, and it also tyler like you just said it it allows you to stay under the radar so to speak and you know nobody knows where you're at or what you're doing and go catch more fish yep mm -hmm. can make a big difference yep yeah <clears throat> so you got that you got the big tournament up in vermilion and i caught wind on facebook about a little local circuit that you guys are testing the water with? Yeah, we're going all out this year, I guess, on our 20th year. We uh, we are starting little, smaller, regional-type tournaments where it's – and we're just testing the waters this year. We're only doing one area. It's going to be in northeastern Wisconsin. And really for the – I mean, for the reason of that is the – I don't want to – you know, the, the most – 
tournament-friendly area for muskie fishing. It would be like you're having a bass tournament down in the south. So we want to see how it's going to go. There's a lot of guys that, we, what we talked about already, with the financial commitment, the time commitment, they just can't do it. And we've had a lot of growing requests for quite a few years now of folks that have said, hey, why aren't we doing smaller regional tournaments, one-day tournaments for you know the average guy? that uh, just wants to go out on a Saturday like the bass or the walleye tournaments and that. So that's what we're doing this year. Starting this year, we're going to have just like the regular PMTT, but on a smaller level, there'll be $100 entries, $1,000 for first place, and we're going to have three tournaments up in that northeastern Wisconsin area. You know, focusing on some of the more popular bodies of water like Three Lakes Chain, Manaqua, Manitowish, and then we'll have a championship. And we'll see how this year grows. We have a lot of requests, a lot of demands to go to a lot of different areas. But we, we want to take baby steps. I don't want to just jump into it and work my way up like we did, you know, the, in the old days. I, I want it to grow. So we're going to take this year. And I'm not – there's nothing off the table. There's definitely – we're not we, – we might end up anywhere. We might end up in New York with a circuit, Kentucky, you know, Minnesota. We might have several in each state depending on it. You know, the supply, the demand, the amount of body of waters and the anglers and that. But it's kind of a neat thing. It's been so far the amount of emails and, and messages and, like you said, Facebook and stuff like that. People are hitting us up and saying, wow, great idea. About time. This is awesome that, you know, the musky guys can now have this. And, and the regular PMCT guys are, are getting into it, too. I got, you know, it's not just for those guys. We got a lot of guys that are fish the trail and also are doing these, too. They just love tournament angling, so... And they must obviously have the time because I, <laughs> it takes a lot of time to be able to do it too. Mm -hmm. I think that's going to be, uh, I think that's going to be super, super popular. Yeah. And it's a nice stepping stone, but there's still yeah. a lot of guys that are scared to get into PMTT. They, they think that they can't do it. They can't compete and, and they need, you know, a hundred thousand dollar boat in that. And I can tell you some of the best anglers, we got every year, we've got some consistent team of the year championship that have been won with, you know, a 14 foot boat and a, you know, 20 horse motor on the back. It's, I mean, you might get there quicker, but the, you know, there's great anglers that they just, uh, you know, they're coming up behind and this isn't going to be a great stepping stone for those guys that want to test the waters that, you know, are not sure about tournament angling and if they would like it or not. A lot of guys just aren't sure if they, hey, do I want to go out there and put money up to compete for something I just love doing? And in my opinion, it's like I said, that's kind of what got me going. Why? Once you try it, I, I love compete with other guys and, and commiserate and, and you meet so many different guys and learn so many different things from these, you know, from the tournaments also. Oh, yeah. And I mean, how, how many times? I mean, I, I remember numerous times people took a friend or something and uh you know they're up on the stage talking about their fish where they're in fourth place eighth place but they're like yeah that's my first muskie <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, they're professionals yeah. <laughs> yeah but they got in the trail anybody can get in that's the thing that i wanted to put out there i mean you, anybody can do it you know you can you don't there is no pro muskie fisherman really you just get into it and uh sign up you got a chance <laughs> yeah it, you know todd it, it's 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 kind of strange because a lot of guys will say hey i'm really worried about the locals the pro guys the guys that guide on this water all the time i will tell you this 20 years of doing this the local guys they're great they know their water better than anybody else mm -hmm. the 
the difference is they're out there and you don't have a hundred other boats beating your spots with you. So if you yep. go back and check the history of the PMTT, some of the greatest, most famous guides don't do good in their own home water because they get to their first spot and there's three other boats and they get to their second spot and there's four boats and so on and so on. Where the average guy that doesn't know his B spots are not as good, they don't know that because they're not there all the time. They go there first, they're the only boat, boom, they pop a fish here and a fish there and, and they're yep. cleaning up. And it happens all the time. I see it. I see it every year. Yeah, yes. it's these guys. Yeah, it's just it. It's really. It's hey, listen. As great as you are on your water, the musky levels the playing field every time. Simple yeah. as that. Mm-hmm. I think uh, you know Greg Thomas and Tony Grant's a great example of that. You know. Yeah, uh, exactly. Of, of Grant, I didn't want to. I didn't want to drop a name. They were the two I was thinking. They'll be the first to tell you that. You know. What it take nineteen yeah. years? Yeah, right. As great as they are, on their, I mean, to some, I mean, anywhere they go, anywhere and catch fish, right? They travel around to Minnesota, St. Clair. They've guided everywhere around. They've caught fish. They're phenomenal angler, anglers. But when it comes to the PMTT on their home water, I don't know what happens every time. But uh, they'll they'll <laughs> yeah. be the first to tell you. You know, team team overdue. I mean, there's yep. no baby. Yep. And but they did it last year, right? Nineteen years, but they won it last year. So awesome. Yeah. Now, you know, you brought up that the, the uh, that one guy that hasn't missed a qualifier. He, you know, you said he's about like in his mid seventies. Do you know what the youngest um, angler you've had in there? Yeah, actually, um, we had a father and son team, Gary and Carson Lanier. Carson was five, and they actually made it to the championship and won the PMTT World Championship that year on the Madison Chain of Lakes. And this five-year-old, well, he was six then. He started when he was five. He was six then. Was crowned the <laughs> PMTT World Championship and won a brand-new Ranger boat with a motor and so on and so on at age five. And, and it was, I'll, I'll tell you, I was there for it. I was lucky enough to be there for it. I run around a lot because we're filming the events. So I wanted to jump in their boat on day two. They were winning after day one already. They were winning. And on day two, I, I jumped in their boat because Gary, the dad, Gary Lanier, got on stage after day one and said, I let him reel in all the fish. I don't touch the rod. And I'm thinking to myself, absolutely no way. You're you're fishing for a $50,000 first place rig, and you're going to tell me you're not grabbing the rod? Absolutely. I'm not buying it. It sounded good on stage. I ain't buying it. And so there was another team that was right behind them. I think they had three fish after day one or four fish, and the other team had two or three, and they were right behind them. And they, on the second day, they already caught, the second place team already caught a fish and passed them. And I didn't let them know that. And I jump into their boat on day two with the TV camera and everything. We're ready to roll. We start talking, and the rod goes off. And, I mean, Gary did not, the dad did not bat an eye. He grabbed that rod out of the rod holder, handed it to Carson. Carson put it between his legs. He had to have 12 inches of rod butt sticking out the backside of him. And he's pumping this rod and reeling away, pumping the rod. And Gary never touched it. Not one time. He's like, and then as they're reeling it in, you know, me being a nice guy, I told him, I said, okay, you need this fish now. 
You need this fish. You're already in second place. You've been beat. And I want Gary still did not care. He said, Carson, you hear that? You got to get this fish in if we're gonna if we're gonna have a shot at winning this thing. And little five year old Carson just kept reeling it, reeling it, reeling it. Got it up. It was like thirty eight and a half inches, and they got it in. And I got the whole thing on camera, and he got the fish in. Dad never touched the rod. He netted the fish and. They won the PMTT World Championship that year. Wow. That was probably about four or five years ago now. I think Carson's oh, a little old, maybe six or seven now, because I think he's 12 now. <laughs> but, yeah, it was great. Got it all on film and everything, him pumping the rod, and the butt sticking out the backside of him and everything. Oh, what a what a great – and the, you know, like I said, the dad, Thomas could be, could care less. He said, if he loses, he loses it. And I'm like, man, you are yeah, <laughs> unbelievably calm. Yeah, but, yeah that was <laughs> <That's> great. cool. <laughs> So right there, you have a seventy-year age gap between high and low. <laughs> yeah. There is no excuse. Yes, yeah, like, ah, right. I'm just a little young, or I'm a little bit old for this. Yeah. Right there, there's the story. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember seeing them in the Musky Hunter, the back of the Musky Hunter, sitting yeah. in, sitting in the ah, boat. Yep. I said it was the first time I've ever picked up a world champion, held it myself. <laughs> 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 Uh, yeah, there is no age limit. There really isn't. We've had we've had husband and wife teams, uh, father and daughter, father and son. We've had women, uh, full two ladies teams, um, two younger boys competing the one year. I mean, there there really is no limit. It it's what you put into it. I, you know, it's nice to have the thought that you're going to win. You're going out there. Everybody wants to win, but the number one thought is to go out there, have a good time. And try to boat muskies just like you do any other fishing trip you take and hopefully it parlays into a little bit more for you but if you go into it man we're gonna clean ass and we're gonna this is gonna be it and, <laughs> yeah yeah good luck to you good luck to you right mm -hmm. right go in there open-minded make friends yep. you know i've made more friends on the pmt I, another thing i hear all the time i I have guys texting me, even last weekend, they were texting me, Tim, what are you guys doing? It's it's Friday morning. We're all driving to the Detroit River to go walleye fishing. And I said, who? They must have rattled off eight different PMTT guys from around the Midwest that were all going to meet. And these guys, nobody knew each other before the PMTT. And, and it's just a lifelong of friends now, including myself. So many folks that I hang around with, fish with, hunt with, talk with, are all folks that I've met on the PMTT, too. Amazing, and you can uh, you can also f fish uh, as just an individual fisherman, correct? And and you can still uh, just for everybody out there to that knows if it, say you you went in and you just signed up yourself, you could fish that tournament. You don't necessarily need a partner. Um, you oh, yeah, absolutely. We've had we've had single anglers that have won the PMTT before. I I can specifically remember Gene Erickson came down to Cave Run Lake. He said, I want to try this. And and just like what we talked about earlier, he said, I think this is a great thing. It'll make me fish new waters all the time. And he was from Iowa, and he said, I want to try this. And came down to, to Cave Run Lake, and he won it, his very first PMTT. And he's like, wow, this and by himself, netting them. And, and, and he fished for a lot of years by himself and did very well on tournaments. So, yeah, it, it helps to have two people in the boat for you know, obviously many reasons of netting the fish and everything, but you could definitely fish these trails by yourself. And we've had guys that done very well too. And, uh, you, you can also, 
run two rods. If you're trolling and, and you're an individual in the tournament, you can use two poles, correct? Yes, and all and all waters where it's legal. Minnesota, you're only allowed one water. Mm-hmm. I mean, one rod per angler. So if you were out there, you would definitely be at a disadvantage. Somebody else trolling two rods. Mm-hmm. But on most lakes and bodies of water that we go to, you control two rods as right as a single angler. Very cool. Now I'm going to put you a little bit on the spot. You had that interesting story about St. Clair and the sinking boat. Has there been any <laughs> other things like that, like crazy that happened that you want to talk about? <laughs> oh man, man, oh man, oh man. Uh, I, I am putting you on the spot, though. <laughs> yeah, no, we've had. You know, I could I could say usually what it is is like an exciting win for us or somebody that does something. Um, you know, and I remember clearly. This was a, a one of our, it was when we first started to blow up, we were at the Three Lakes chain. And again, a new team. Nobody, somebody that's never fished before. And they used to be able to drive the checkout where we would check out at the end of the day was a check station. Was a check, And this is another reason why I eliminated it because this was a learning thing for me too. But we had a team that caught a fish right at the end of the day. Right there at the end of the day, boats are checking out. There's like 15 minutes left. We watch him catch it. We watch him net it. He's a few hundred yards out. They bring the fish in. It's their second fish. And the, the, we measure right there. As the boats are all trying to check out for the end of the day, we're trying to also measure a fish, <laughs> witness it for him. Yeah, I get it. Disaster. Just This tournament single-handedly taught, taught me, okay, Tim, checkout can never be a fish check station either at that point in time so they so now we get the they get the fish released there's like 12 minutes left the end of the day they almost got into a fist fight because the guy in the front of the boat wants to go back out and take a couple of casts the guy in the back of the boat is like there's 12 minutes left we can't possibly go back out and he's like we could go back out he's like if you would stop now they're swear. I, I, and they're actually mad at each other. And he's all this time we're fighting. We could be casting. And he says, "Fine, I'm pulling across. I don't even think I'm going to cast just to make you happy." They pull across. He throws one cast, and they catch another musky. They come back in. They win the tournament, twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On, on this fish, and I'm like, this is just amazing. As these boats are all trying to check out, these guys are jumping up and down, freaking out. And yeah, twenty thousand. That was our first full tournament ever, and the twenty thousand dollar payout that these guys won. You know, simply in one cast, went back across to one cast. It was crazy. Yeah, that was just absolutely crazy. I will say, another one was on Lake Vermilion coincidentally that we're going to our mega tournament this year a guy caught a 50 uh, he measured it at 57 and a half inches which is obviously a giant wherever you're at when I, we looked at the yeah. pictures the thing the thing was over 58 inches and on the bump board and he couldn't even pinch the tail he was nowhere near it because his partner had to take the pictures so this guy couldn't you know, he couldn't pinch the tail. So he had like a 58 and a half inch muskie. And he came in 19th place. Oh, he my gosh. Even, how about that? Could you <laughs> That's imagine? <insane. laughs> yes. Yeah. I think I mean, we've talked, we talked about that fish on this podcast because that brought up, it sparked conversation. Tony, Tony yeah, brought it up. I, I think we, we were like, what would you rather do, win it or just catch that world class? Probably the biggest fish you're ever going to catch. 
what would you rather do you know Ooh, that's a tough one. Never even thought that's about that. Yeah. yeah, because it's because it's in that class of fifty-seven, fifty-eight inches. I was like, I think I'd probably want that money. That <laughs> the money. Yeah, but <laughs> big giant yeah. fish. Yeah, I, you know, I think first place was eighteen thousand there. That's I, I've got to flip a coin for eighteen thousand. Or, but you like you said, it's a it's a one in a lifetime. I'm that is a giant guys. fish. Yeah. Yeah, not too many guys are going to catch a 58-inch fish in their life. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's a one-in-a-lifetime. And to come in 19th place, he didn't even get a plaque. He got nothing. <laughs> well, I hope he got big fish. He got, yeah. he got big fish for the tournament, though. For, sure. Forever. For, for a day. Forever. Yeah. Forever. I don't know if that'll ever be top. That's just, yeah. you know, that's just so big. There, yeah. there was so a, he has that. <laughs> there was a bunch of 50s caught that tournament. It, it, oh yeah yeah there know. was a lot of 48 plus inch fish it was just a yeah it was a crazy crazy tournament the bite was just perfect everything was perfect and, well obviously you get a 58 inch and you don't make the top i mean barely the top 20 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah it was yeah. yeah and so with it being this year you know that third week of september um not to segue over into it but and vermilion that is like probably the, one of the best bites of the year for vermilion because it could go on anything at that point you could get them on bucktails you still get them on surface baits you get them on jerk baits i mean it, it if we get the right weather which is typical that third week of september that's why we planned it for that it could be record-setting number of just giant giant fish mm-hmm. it could be really it that's what obviously that's what we're hoping for and i know everybody else is because though you're fish for money it's still a fishing trip for you and you want to catch fish no matter what mm-hmm. heck yeah Yep. So how many how many times has the tournament been at St. Clair? Um, we did it our very first year on the swapping that we talked about, and we did yeah. a championship there uh, five or six years ago. And this will be only the like our our second ever where it's just open to anybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, a championship you got to make the championship. So mm-hmm. this will really just be our second time ever of. You know, holding a, a, a you know one on Saint Clair, and it was, the other one was the first year ever. So, yeah, and 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 the one year you had to stay in U.S. waters, correct? Yeah, correct. Right, right. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, this is yeah, right. So this is going to be the first time that it's open anywhere. Okay. You know, yeah, yeah, that's cool. So, so that's it's, it's going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to. I'm sure that one's going to get a, a really big, especially draw. if you're sticking with if if if, if you're sticking with the 30 inch size limit. That could get very yeah. interesting. Yeah, it could be a very yeah. busy day for you. Busy yeah. day, just calculating. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm planning on that. I figure it's going to be quite, <laughs> yeah, explosive. So it'll be great. Yeah, I'm oh, excited. Yeah. I get, I get excited at all these tournaments. I really do. Just, I mean, it was hard at first. I'll tell you that. The, you know, 20 years of doing this, it took quite a few years, and it still gets tough when the bite's really crazy that I've got to watch, <laughs> you know, uh, being a muskie angler myself and having to watch sometimes you're like, man, why am I doing this? You know, it, 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 yeah. It gets, These guys are it cranking gets, them right here. I could get some. Yeah. 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 But, uh, yeah, I've got over it now and I'm doing a little bit better. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. but, I'll tell you anybody out there that is like, uh, has any interest in doing it. All the all the results are posted up on the PMTT website. You can look through all the years, and you can see that, you know, we talk about the one vermilion where a fifty eight came in nineteenth place. But you can also see that a lot of these tournaments are won by 
a team doubling up, a team getting two or three fish. That's a team out of 125 teams sometimes. Uh, you know, it's not like the numbers are insane everywhere we, everywhere they go. Uh, it can be done. You can do it. <laughs> Todd, that's, it's a great, that's a great point because there's so many guys that think, oh, it's going to take five, six fish to win this tournament. I think we have had three tournaments in all of our years, and one was on Chautauqua and mm -hmm. Leech Lake and Eagle River Chain, where it was six fish or more. I mean, yes. we've had several with five um, in four, mm -hmm. but most of the time, most of the time, it's two to three fish to win. That's yep. most of the time. It, it really isn't, you know, get out there and, you know, catching a whole pile of fish. It's just yep. get a couple in the boat. It really shameless, is. Shameless which, little plug for what happened to Dale and I at uh, Fox Fox Chain. You know, it was it was there was 129 teams or something, and uh, we caught a fish on Saturday. We caught a fish on Sunday. We had no idea. We went in, and we were the only team that got two. Yeah, there you go. Right. I mean, right. that was it. That's the way we won. People say, "How'd you win that tournament?" It was like, "How you want to tell you I won?" <laughs> We got a thirty-eight and a half and a thirty-six and a quarter. That's how we won. <laughs> you know, no one else got two. I mean, it wasn't that. It wasn't some insane fishing. Uh, and a lot of the tournaments are that way. You know, a few fish can get you the win. And it could go either way. I, you know, the best part about it is, it, I, it could be casting. It could be trolling. It could be shallow. Yep. It could. It really. I mean, when the PMTT started, almost everybody cast. And mm -hmm. I will say this single-handedly, Todd. You probably know this is what I'm going to say already, but you and Dale yeah. really brought trolling into the PMTT. <laughs> you guys doing good out there. People were, I mean, Greg Thomas never trolled before, and you know he used to ask you guys, "Hey, yeah. can I follow around with yeah. you?" Can I? And, <laughs> and I would say it's fifty-fifty now that these mm -hmm. guys are trolling and casting. And it, I mean, you guys, as many years back as that is, it used to be yeah. ninety percent casting. And you guys got out there and did very well. And everybody said, huh, what's this trolling thing? And now yeah. it's, it, it could be early spring in April and guys are trolling already. You guys used to make fun of us for going so fast and having two motors. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Going too fast. I remember when you guys got yelled at at the marina in the no yeah. way. You guys got to <laughs> slow down. You're like, we're, we're just trolling. Fishing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's yeah. hilarious. Oh, yeah. Good times. Man. It was fun. So anybody can get involved. You know, that's yeah. that's the moral of that, you know, don't don't be intimidated because Don't be intimidated. That's what I was just going to say, Vance. Yeah, don't it, be intimidated. And it's it's unbelievable uh the uh, amount of fun it is. Um, you kind of are in the norm of fishing your local lakes and whatnot and now with guiding and whatnot, you you get you kind of get in a rut and kind of used to things. I look forward to that tournament a cave run uh, it's quick it's like a quick 15 hours day and a half of fishing uh but for those 15 hours anything can happen and uh it's like the most fun fishing i have uh, out, of, out of all the years uh, fishing in those tournaments is, is just a ball even if you zero anything can happen uh, oh in cave run the cool thing about it is well what you guys know i've seen every scenario i've seen it where it's you know guys are throwing bass size rattle baits and or or and they've won it or magnum bulldogs trolling shallow water it, it, you know you just never know with that spring bite and cave run i mean it 
you know, this year the water uh, it's was up. Now it's coming down pretty good. So I know it's behind like everywhere else I'm imagining temperature wise and everything. But with the lake coming down, it looks pretty good going for the next couple of you know week and a half or so before the tournament they're not really calling for much rain uh weather looks to be pretty steady especially next week if we're looking at extended forecasts and we trust weathermen so i'm expecting this tournament to be you know pretty good bite next week i'm expecting some big fish too i i still think we're going to be on the teetering of those fish before they spawn so i haven't uh heard it heard it either way so i think we're going to see some pretty good sized fish caught next weekend mm-hmm and uh, timing is very convenient because out of uh, Vance Todd and I, I'm still the only one with a boat. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, Todd, didn't uh, you catch a toilet seat down there one time? You guys battled it in. Well, that was down at uh, Shelbyville. We caught a, to- uh, a pallet. A pallet. Yeah. A pallet. I was going to say a toilet seat. I'd like to hear this story. Yeah. No. Yeah. Somebody battled the toilet seat in, and it was you know they had it hooked where it was fighting to the side, and they were trolling, and the thing kept darting <laughs> from one side to the other, and they thought they had a giant, and then it come up, and it was a toilet seat. Just a giant piece of crap. Oh my god. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I will say in the travels that I got to see, like where we fish, it's Weedy Lake, Chautauqua Lake. Uh, things like that and when you go down south you never know what you're going to hook into there's a lot of stuff in those waters there's a lot of trees there's a lot of branches there's a lot of junk floating around school buses uh, yeah, yeah you never know what's going to float by in a river that got flooded you know it's, <laughs> yeah. yeah you can hook yeah. anything yeah it's a little different takes you a little bit out of the element amazing so it's this year if anybody's interested in joining it starts a cave run then it goes to Eagle River at the end of June, and then it goes to St. Clair in, is it August? August. Yep, August. And then the Mega August. Tournament, and then the in- Invitational. Where is the Invitational this year? Yeah, we're new waters for us, too. We've, we haven't gone there yet. Uh, we're going to the Indiana Chain, which is in North, and I say Chain, they're all connected, but you really don't want to drive through the channels. Any of them, they're just too far away. It would take too long. But um, Lake Tippecanoe, Lake Webster, and the Barbie Chain. There's three different lakes. We've never done this before either. We're going to have three different start locations for the championship. You could fish any of the any of the one you you know you want to fish, but you can't change during the day. So if you picked Lake Tippecanoe. For day one, you're there for the day. If you want to switch over to the Barbie chain or Lake Webster for day two, that's fine. You're more than welcome, but you're you're committed to your lake for day one. And it's they're great bodies of water for folks that are unfamiliar with them because they're so diverse. Meaning, like Tippecanoe, it's very clear, very 130 feet deep, crystal clear water, big fish. That's where the Indiana State records come out of. Forty some pounds came out of there. And the other chains, like Webster, it's more of a traditional body of water where it's got a little stain to it, weed beds, a couple islands. And then the Barbie chain is a little bit more dirty water. A lot of no wake in that one because there's smaller bodies of water, but there's about six, seven different lakes you can get to. There's five main ones, but some other small ones. And great fishing in all of them, just a little diverse. It's great fishing. I can tell you that right now. I have personally fished them many times over the years. And and I can tell you, you can look at that. 
Indiana, the Muskie chapter has a tournament there every May and look at some of their results and they get a heck of a lot of fish, heck of a lot of nice fish. They get fish in that 48 inch range. Those are beautiful fish anywhere you go. So we're excited to go there. We haven't done this before where we've done the multiple starts like that on all these different bodies of water. And I'm interesting. It's going to be interesting about it. I'm, I'm excited to go to this chain only because I know what it could do. I've been fishing it for many years myself. Now, do your points for the mega tournament at Vermilion, uh, carry over to the championship or is vermilion its own entity yeah vermilion is 100 percent its own entity mm. not yep nothing nothing goes towards that or for that it's just a one-time anniversary mega event though we may do more of them in the future from the responses we're getting but right now it, it does not count towards <laughs> the trail or the trail don't count towards it or anything like that very cool amazing and and at the championship, still giving away that 619 Ranger. Yep, it'll be a 2019 619 Ranger with a Ranger Trail trailer powered by Mercury Optimax. Uh, first place prize package worth someplace in the neighborhood over $50,000. And, and yeah, it's a heck of a prize to win. You get that, you know, you're getting next year's boat already. So it's kind of nice. You get the, and you can upgrade. You can do, I mean, that's what we're giving away. We hand you a certificate. It's some folks have upgraded even last year's winter. They get a different boat. We can work that out with our sponsors with Ranger and Mercury. And you can switch it over to a, uh, you know, a different boat if you want or a different motor and whatever meets your needs. And that's done probably 50% of the time. So, yeah, it's a it's a great prize package. And, you know, obviously, you're winning a Ranger boat and a Mercury motor. It's uh, you're, you're winning the top of the line. Mm-hmm. Now, is there anything about this tournament trail that gets you excited? <laughs> <laughs> you, you've been nothing but a giant ball of energy. This has been really entertaining on my end. It's amazing. Yeah. 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 You used to see me when I worked up when I get to catch fish. <laughs> oh, gee. Yeah, well, <laughs> when, when do you get to fish? Uh, you know, I'll tell you, I, I, <laughs> this is just like we talked about with the commitment. It, it's, it, it yeah. takes its toll on me. If I, I used to fish a lot. I literally would travel to Canada all the way. I mean, sometimes I would head up through, you know, Fort Francis up through Minnesota and end up coming all the way down over to Montreal, spending weeks and weeks fishing waters and backwaters and everything. And it really, it, it, I must enjoy it because it cut out a lot of my own personal fishing. I still get out <laughs> quite a bit and, and I and I'm a big hunter, so I don't fish nowhere near. I used to my falls all the way till ice up and beyond. If I would do musky fishing, but I do hunt a lot now, so my falls are a little bit more consumed. I don't wet a line as much in the fall as I used to, uh, but only because I got such great hunting close, and I don't have to make as far of a trip uh, for my fishing. But you make no doubt about it. I I, I get some slime on my hand every year, more than enough. <laughs> <laughs> Well, man, I, I want to thank you for coming on, and I'll tell you, I, I appreciate what, what you did starting this PMTT. Uh, it's made tons of memories for tons of people throughout the country, I am sure, because it has for us here in western Pennsylvania, and uh, a lot of fun. I still look forward to getting down there and doing, doing some tournaments every once in a while. Hard with my schedule, but... Uh, always something that uh, we look forward to vance and i've been going the last couple of years and uh it's a great time 
yeah, something people so, should look I, into. I, like I said, if I didn't, if I still didn't enjoy it, I wouldn't be doing it. I mean, it's as you know, That's it's right. as simple as that. I I literally enjoy doing it still, and and if that fire ever you know goes away and. Well, then you'll see somebody else out there screaming on the end and appear like an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Is it true? I'm going to end this with a question to you. Is it true you count how many boats bump the dock? (laughs) You know, (laughs) yeah, I I used to give the guys uh, crap on stage because some of them would come in so hard to the dock I've seen them damage their own boat before, you know, and I, oh. I guess you would, I, I would imagine if you own a nice boat, you would know how to drive it. But, you know, I, I don't know how, I guess maybe you don't have to, you know, if you're out there driving your boat, you don't have to come by and, uh, a pier and play the wind pushing you in and the, the waves for the guys pulling out. But you now we actually, I had my father on the pier with me in Eagle River once and a, a guy came by. And coming to the pier so hard, he was cutting his boat that I took off running. I jumped, <laughs> to, and it lifted the pier up about three feet. Dumped my dad into the water, into the lake, right <laughs> in the middle of takeoff. Glasses <laughs> off, everything, right into the water. Oh, oh yeah, it was, and I'm like, okay, you know. And I obviously gave him holy hell on stage, so you know. But yeah, I I like to mention the that I'll keep track of them too and make note of it when I'm on stage too. And, let them yeah. let them know that they hit the pier. <laughs> yeah. I know where that came from, Andy, because I told you that when we did the PMTT that year, I said, "Whatever you do, don't hit the dock." Yeah, he put a lot of pressure on me as we were. I said, in. "Just don't hit the dock," and Andy's like, "Well, why? What's going on?" I said, "Just yeah. don't, just don't hit the dock. It's your boat. Don't hit the dock." You've given you've given me that talk too, and and I feel that pressure when I'm driving in. I did almost clip it the one time, and in fact, Tim looked at me and was like, "Nice driving." <laughs> I was like, this could have been disastrous. Like as you're coming in, he takes a sheet of paper and he puts between the the, the gunnel and the dock. He's he didn't hit. He didn't hit. He didn't didn't hit. My, my, my favorite is when I'm on a long pier. I'm on a long dock, and the guy comes in and just I know everybody knows how to drive their boat, Andy. Like you were just saying, but I, I the amount of guys that will turn their boat the wrong way. <laughs> So get away from the dock and just bounce all the way down it. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Until they clear the dock. I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. uh, good times. <laughs> all right, Tim. Tell us tell us where we can find more information on the PMTT. By far the best way is just going right to our website. It's as simple as that. ProMusky, musky with a Y, ProMusky.com. We have all the tournament locations, entries on there, prize payouts, the mega event, the regular PMTT, the Northeastern Division, everything you want in there. If you and if it's not on there, you just call the office and or send us an email, and we can answer any question anybody has out there. Facebook, our Facebook, we're pretty active. That is by far our most active also, that if we're going to correspond back and forth, guys ask questions and make comments and everything like that, we're pretty receptive there too and and get whatever kind of feedback anybody needs, info or anything else like that. Excellent. This was a very energetic podcast by Captain Fantastic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So uh, this show is also brought to you by Fatty Z Muskie Products. Um Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, Vicks Marine, Ranger Boats, Muskies, Inc. Uh, check out for all the local little tournaments and stuff. And uh, 
be sure to check out the big PMT tournaments. I think you. I think we talked about it a little bit today, did we? Yeah, I think yeah. we covered it. Hey, <laughs> Tim. We're going to see both you guys in a couple of weeks, correct? Oh, <laughs> they need boats. We, need well, boats. We, we don't have a boat right now. <laughs> like I was saying, I literally, I'm the only one that has a boat. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Nice. Uh, you guys are going to miss it. Let's go musky hunting. <laughs> yeah, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> We'd come down and be a judge boat for you. A judge boat? If you like inflatables, inflatable rafts. That's all, that's all <laughs> Rubber we Rubber floaties on yeah. your arms mm-hmm. and noodles. <laughs> <laughs> and St. Croix rods. So, uh, hey, guys, uh, thanks for listening. Good luck fishing.